Hey there, Hoopheads. Now that we have seen the results of the NBA draft lottery, let's take a look at who are the winners, who are the losers, and what that could mean for their futures. Stick around. All right, now we're going to start by looking here at which teams have to be the most disappointed with the way the NBA draft lottery played out. And looking at the results, to me, there's three teams that really stand out as fitting that bill. The first team is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, um, obviously the Cavs are still in the playoffs, so you know there's no reason for them to give up hope entirely, but it's not looking good. They just had game two last night, uh, which had to be disappointing for them. And uh, without getting too far into the details, uh, I'll analyze that game on my next podcast, but without getting too far into the details, it's safe to say that Cleveland needs to give LeBron James more help. He needs more of a support cast. The players that he currently has around him are not getting the job done. And um, while Cleveland was projected to get the number eight pick before the lottery uh, ping pong balls were drawn, that's exactly the pick they got. So you're saying, well, how can that be so disappointing? Well, it ties back to the Kyrie Irving trade. Uh, when they traded for Kyrie Irving, a lot of people were saying the Celtics gave up a King's ransom uh, to get Irving in that deal. Um, they gave up Isaiah Thomas. They gave up Jay Crowder. They gave up the, uh, the Brooklyn Nets pick, which a lot of people said that uh, at the time that was probably going to be a top three pick, and I was probably one of those people. Um, but you fast forward to this year, and let's look at the results here. Uh, Isaiah Thomas clearly did not pan out for Cleveland. He never was able to be, uh, become the player he was before his hip surgery, and he got traded to the Lakers uh, in return for Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance Jr. Um, Jay Crowder also didn't quite fit into the, the team scheme like they wanted them to, uh, so they traded him away for Rodney Hood. Now, you look at Rodney Hood, you look at Jordan Clarkson, you look at Larry Nance Jr., all three of those guys are doing very little to contribute to any playoff success for Cleveland. Um, Jordan Clarkson and Rodney Hood have been especially bad and have been posting up some pretty terrible numbers. Um, so you've you got to be thinking if you're Cleveland, well, my one saving grace here is I still got that Brooklyn Nets pick. Okay, So they really needed this pick uh, to be something special, to be something hopefully top five, maybe even top three. And that just did not happen. And uh, now they're stuck with the number eight pick. And I mean, obviously the number eight pick could, could be far worse. I mean, at least they didn't move down. Uh, but Cleveland had to have been looking uh, from the beginning to probably trade that pick so they could get back another veteran player to couple with LeBron James. Well, the caliber of veteran player you're going to get in return for a number eight pick isn't going to be nearly the same as a caliber of player you're going to get in return for a number three pick, especially in a year where the draft is considered by most experts to be top heavy. So uh, Cleveland got the pick they were projected to get, but they got to be disappointed, A, that that's where they were projected to go in the first place. Um, Brooklyn Nets didn't really have much to lose this year, so they just played all their youngsters and tried to win as much as possible while we saw a plethora of other teams trying to tank. So that had to hurt. Uh, and then B, uh, obviously they didn't get any luck by moving up at all. So Cleveland, Cleveland had to be disappointed, not just with this draft result, but also with the Kyrie Irving trade. The next team that stands out as having to be disappointed with the results of the draft lottery uh, is the Dallas Mavericks. Now, Dallas came out and pretty much said they were going to be losing on purpose this year. Uh, Mark Cuban got fined for those comments that he made, and uh, they only won 24 games total for the season. And Dallas has, for a very long time, been a winning team. Uh, 
Uh, they went many, many years getting that 50-win mark or so. Uh, they've obviously they've won a championship with Dirk Nowitzki, and he's getting old. They need to find some level of high talent to replace him. They have a couple of good young guys on the roster. Dennis Smith Jr. looks like he's going to be great. Um, uh, he wasn't quite as efficient as he probably would have liked to have been, and the Mavs probably wanted him to have been. Uh, but he still looks like he's he's one of those players that can get hot, can score at will. And as he learns the NBA, NBA game more, I think he's going to be great. Harrison Barnes is another good young player. Um, but having in a league of super teams, having two young good players isn't nearly enough. And you really need to add another piece to that, whether that be another wing uh, to couple with Barnes or uh, finding uh, a solid big guy to, uh, to take Dirk Nowitzki's mantle. Um, it's safe to say that picking number five, it's going to be much harder to find that player than it would be if they're picking in the top three. Um, especially with DeAndre Ayton on the board, uh, with Luka Doncic on the board. Uh, those guys are going to be long gone by the time the Mavs are picking. And uh, you have to think that a team that was really trying to lose games on purpose this season, that's what they had their eyes on. They had those eye, their eyes on those top, top players uh, going on the draft in what is expected to be, like I said earlier, a very top-heavy draft. Um, and will there still be uh, that high level of talent at the number five pick? Maybe. Maybe not. You're really at the mercy of other teams uh, and what they're doing. And there's four teams going ahead of them. And there's a very good chance that if you have three or four guys you really like, uh, those guys are off the board by the time you're picking. So um, whether it's karma for coming out and saying they're planning on losing or just plain bad luck, the Dallas Mavericks can't be happy with sliding down from three to five. And that takes us to the third team that I know has to be disappointed with the results of the, of the draft lottery, and that's the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, the Grizzlies uh, were hoping to get the second pick, and they ended up with the fourth pick in the draft. And the reason why that stings, especially in this draft, is because the draft is really two players deep, and after that, um, it becomes a little bit of uh, a mixed picture as far as who is the third best, who is the fourth best. It really becomes unclear after the top two players. And uh, missing out on those those uh, two top two guys, DeAndre Ayton and Luka Doncic, uh, that's really got to stink. Now, um, the Memphis Grizzlies maybe didn't need... Um, that high level talent as much as some of these other teams that are in the in the draft lottery did uh, a lot of the reason there's a lot of the reason their season went down the tubes is because they lost some key players uh, to injuries for extended periods of time and they're going to be getting a lot of those guys back back next year but the fact remains that Memphis Grizzlies uh, could really use um, a boost of talent and uh, their key guys, Marcus Saul and Mike Conley, they're definitely getting up there in age. So getting uh, some young, surefire talent to replace those guys or, or to at least uh, to groom next to those guys, that would have been a huge plus for the Memphis Grizzlies. And that doesn't look like it's going to happen. Can they still find a really good player at number four? Absolutely. Um, but uh, to get that surefire prospect they could have gotten if they had the number one or the number two pick, uh, that would have been uh, that would have been I think best case scenario and a dream for uh, any Memphis Grizzly fan. Um, now there is a little bit of a silver lining here if you look at history and uh, call it you know superstition if you like, but uh, the last time the Memphis Grizzlies uh, drafted number two, 
they they drafted Hashim to beat, and uh, look how well that turned out. Uh, however, the last time they picked number four, uh, they got Mike Conley, and he's turned out to be one heck of a player. So maybe, just maybe, picking number uh, four as opposed to number two uh, is better uh, for the Grizzlies franchise. I don't think many Memphis fans are thinking that right now. But hey, when you don't get the results you want, you got to find the silver lining somewhere. Okay, and now it's time to look at the biggest winners of the NBA Draft Lottery. And we have to start with the team that got the top pick and I think is the biggest winner overall, and that's the Phoenix Suns. Now, uh, they did have the best odds of getting the top pick, uh, but bear in mind a lot of times that the team with the best odds of getting the top pick doesn't get the top pick because even though they have a 25% chance at that one spot, uh, there's a 75% chance they don't get that top spot. So the Phoenix Suns have to be very excited about the results, and even yet, even better yet, they have to be excited about the two uh, top options of players that they have to choose from. And that's really going to come down to between Luka Doncic and DeAndre Ayton. Now, um, Luka Doncic is very intriguing for them uh, because their new head coach, Igor Kokoskov, uh, knows Luka Doncic very well from coaching him on the Slovenian national team. Uh, so there is already a very strong connection uh, with their new coaching staff and uh, one of the top players here in the draft. Uh, Luka Doncic looks like he's going to be a great player. He's a guard and I think would pair very nicely next to uh, Devin Booker, which would be very exciting uh, backcourt to watch. I think that'd be a, a a lot of fun to see those two guys playing together. Um, but they could also go a different route and take DeAndre Ayton, uh, who is uh, very familiar uh, to the Phoenix uh, to the Phoenix Suns because he played his college basketball in Arizona uh, there in Tucson for the Wildcats. And so you know that they have to have watched him play a ton. They have to have him very well scouted. Uh, he's a very electrifying big guy, very athletic, very mobile, very coordinated. Uh, reminds me a lot, actually, of perhaps a more skilled Amari Stoudemire. And when you look at the Suns and the position they're in, they're in Phoenix, where they have to compete with... Um, the Arizona Diamondbacks and especially with the Arizona Cardinals and that that city is more of a football town more than anything else uh, getting being able to get a player uh, of DeAndre Ayton's stature who's going to bring in those highlight real plays uh, is going to be a big plus for them for drawing in more fans um, but either way they go they, they really I feel like can't really miss as long as they take one of those uh, two top guys um, and there's no reason for them not to. I don't, I don't see any player um, outside of DeAndre Ayton or Luka Doncic being on the Phoenix Suns' radar for this pick. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. They got a one guy who the coach knows very well and who's already considered a top-two pick, and then the other guy uh, who is looking like a terrific um, generational-type big-guy talent. So uh, either way the, the Suns go, they're going to get someone really good, and that has to be exciting for them, especially when Devin Booker came out and talked about how he was sick and tired of not making it to the playoffs. Um, so Phoenix really needed this, um, especially if they had any hopes of being able to retain Devin Booker beyond his rookie contract, and they got exactly what they were hoping for. The second biggest winner uh, has to be the Sacramento Kings, who ended up getting the second pick in the draft. And uh, they were not expected to go in the top three. I believe they had 
um, the best chances of getting the fifth pick. And uh, they are now going to be picking behind Phoenix Suns, probably taking uh, whoever the Suns don't take between Luka Doncic and DeAndre Ayton, which uh, if you're a Sacramento fan, that, that's got to be probably one of the best things that can happen to you because there is far less chances of your management screwing up this pick. And the Sacramento Kings have been very good at making poor decisions in the past few years. So having um, a lot of those poor choices eliminated for you and having uh, kind of an obvious uh, pick here uh, makes things a lot more simple. I think if you're a Sacramento King, you can breathe a huge sigh of relief and be excited because you're going to be hitting, you're going to be getting a really good player coming your way. Now, the Kings have a couple of nice players on the roster. Um, they got De- uh, De'Aaron Fox, uh, who's looking like a pretty good little point guard. Um, he is very, very fast, and his numbers weren't super efficient, uh, but he shows a lot of promise, and I think he can find his way through the NBA as he uh, progresses and, and understands the game better. Uh, and they also have Buddy Heald, who is a great shooter um, and uh, can be a very good scorer, and you're seeing his game starting to improve. Uh, they have Will Cauley-Stein, who's a nice defensive player. Uh, so they definitely have uh, some pieces to build upon. However, they don't really have that superstar piece yet. And I think that when you have um, the second pick in this year's draft, I think you have a very good chance of getting a superstar piece to fit in with those other young pieces. And you're going to have a nice young core to grow up together um, as they move forward. So uh, I think I heard all of Sacramento breathing a collective sigh of relief when they were picking number two. Um, you know, and I think that if you're a Kings fan, you got to be hoping that you're picking number two and not number one. Because if you're picking number one, you're probably going to screw it up for the Kings. Um, but, uh, you know, Kings fans, rejoice. Uh, you should be getting a very good player to add to your roster very soon. And that's got to feel good. And finally, the last team that I believe is one of the big winners of the draft lottery is the Atlanta Hawks. Now, unlike uh, the other teams uh, that you look at here that that finish in the bottom five, um, the Atlanta Hawks really don't have a whole lot going for them. You know, the Dallas Mavericks have uh, Dennis Smith Jr. and Harrison Barnes. Uh, The Phoenix Suns have Devin Booker and Josh Jackson. Um, The... Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies have uh, Mike Gasol, sorry, Mark Gasol and Mike Conley. Uh, the Sacramento Kings have Jaron Fox, Buddy Heald. Uh, the, Atlanta, the Atlanta Hawks have Dennis Schroeder. I mean, they really don't have uh, a whole lot of NBA talent on that roster. You look at that roster, and there's a whole lot of names that 99% of NBA fans are not familiar with. And uh, they were really needing talent. They were not expected to get into the top three, and they were able to sneak into the uh, into the number three spot there uh, for the draft lottery. Um, so even though it's not a top two pick, uh, they should be getting um, their first choice at the the best of the rest. And you got guys like Marvin Bagley the third, who uh, they've already been rumored to be very high on. Um, he should be there. 
uh, for them at the number three pick. And that would be great uh, to add um, a talented big guy uh, to to that team. But, I mean, really they got holes all over that roster. So whatever direction they want to go, uh, they're going to have a lot of a lot of good choices there uh, with that third pick. And, um, again, it's not, it's not top two. You're not getting Doncic. You're not getting uh, DeAndre Ayton unless, uh, you know, the Kings or the Suns do something very unexpected. Um, but if they do, I mean, hey, you're going to be the first team there to swoop up on one of those players. Uh, but you're still going to get, but most likely that won't happen, uh, but you're still going to get uh, your best uh, choice of whatever is the rest available. And I think if you're an Atlanta Hawk fan, you got to at least have some optimism. You're probably going to be in a similar draft position next season. Um, I just don't see this team uh, doing a whole lot with the roster they have, um, even adding another good young player. Um, but hey, at least you should be able to add a solid piece to your core moving forward. Well, that wraps up my analysis of the NBA Draft Lottery. I'll be looking a lot more in depth at the actual NBA Draft itself once the NBA Finals are over. Uh, on the next podcast, I'm going to give you analysis of the Game 2 between the Cavs Celtics and the Warriors Rockets. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for tuning in. Till next time, take care.